We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rotoviz overtime listener mailbag time and we have stored up a few questions Sean over the the last couple of weeks we are obviously doing our Super Bowl preparation talking through the Super Bowl and how things may play out in that situation so some of the topics that we are going to discuss today are obviously slid a little bit uh, into the background and then we I had promised everyone that I would get back to them so this week we are diving in to some Rotoviz questions that have come in over the last couple of weeks and a few of them are and this is pretty cool sean we've mentioned this a few times how cool it has been to see the road of his overtime community mention the impact of the dynasty reanimator series and our talk of adopting an orphan team over the ffpc and these teams that we're going to discuss today and it is very heavily team-based from a dynasty perspective uh, are all submitted teams by road of his overtime listeners who have jumped aboard based on that series so Fun to see that they're also developed. The one thing, Sean, I want to kick off today's show, though, mentioning before that is we have a lot of questions in, you know, regarding joining Dynasty Leagues and, and so on and so forth. We are obviously joined this one recently over at the FFPC, but a lot of people also want to get that best ball itch and something that we have discussed. We've had a, a lot of fun over the years doing best ball drafts with the Road of His Overtime community. We are planning to do one in the next two weeks, so it's... Sean, it's never too early, and that is the name of the FFPC's contest over there. We are going to do a $35 tournament entry where myself and Sean will draft against 11 other Rotoviz Overtime listeners. If you are interested in getting involved and having a slot in that draft, send me over, I guess, that you're interested in joining, either on Twitter at Overtime Ireland or email it over at OvertimeIreland at gmail.com. We'll get that league set up. The plan at this moment in time is to do it on Sunday, the 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you're interested, it will be a live draft, 60-second clock over at the FFPC. Let me know. Sean, Super Bowl, a couple of days in the books. I'm sure that you're uh, still basking in that glory, but we have a lot of dynasty stuff to talk about today. Excited for today's show? Yeah, you still have the, the Super Bowl glow that will hopefully carry on deep into the offseason. And as we're watching games next year, the Chiefs will be the Super Bowl champions as opposed to the Rams or the Buccaneers, as we've had the last couple of seasons. That's going to be nice. But also, it just this was a fantastic postseason. Philadelphia Eagles did 
really a tremendous job. I think that they have built one of the all-time great teams, one of the all-time great offenses. You look at Jalen Hurts, what he has been able to do. He's someone who keeps moving up in my dynasty rankings, and he was already very expensive at the beginning. So he's someone who will factor in. You have A.J. Brown, one of our favorites from the very beginning of his career. We had him extremely high in the road of his rookie guide. A lot of people were skeptical about that because he had landed with the Tennessee Titans. This, again, an example of where you want to be on the talent. It's not that the situation doesn't matter because A.J. Brown would have had a better career from a fantasy football perspective if he had landed elsewhere. But when you're trying to work out risk-reward, the best thing to do is always start with the massive studs, knowing that when the situation is bad, they're going to still score. When the situation is good, they're going to win you your league. A.J. Brown, someone who is going to be a big player in offseason dynasty conversations, and then Devontae Smith, one of our absolute favorites, demonstrating that his Heisman Trophy season was no fluke. His very good rookie season was no fluke. What he did in the second half of the year, what he did in the playoffs, some of those catches, including the one that was overturned in the Super Bowl, he just looks like an absolute stud. And that was there in the results. He was someone that Blair did a, a deep dive into during his prospect season because he was a guy who did have some red flags. We explained why the overall body of work really swamped those mentioned a couple of those things because number one they're very relevant for dynasty which is what we're talking about in the reanimator series and number two because the road of his rookie guide is coming out probably as we speak but sometime in the next day or so i'm excited for that we do some rankings we do some mock drafts we go through a bunch of the key prospects looking at their stats, some of their advanced stats, trying to put some of those things in context, really getting a good start on the prospect season. Colin, I mentioned this on the previous show, but again, Sam Howell and his numbers, I was getting ready to work on that article, doing some of the preliminary research. We talked about it on Stealing Bananas a couple of different times this year, but he jumped out as so far and away the best quarterback prospect last year. You've got guys like Taylor Heineke talking all about that currently. He looks like he's going to be the starter for Washington in this upcoming season. Anytime that you're drafted in the fifth round, you've got to prove yourself and in some ways continue to prove yourself. He had a good game, just one game, right? There's a lot to still go there. Whether or not he becomes the next Kurt Warner or Tony Romo or a player of that ilk, obviously he's not going to become the next Tom Brady. But when you have that type of player, but also a player who has a great fantasy profile, which is something that some of the QBs who are extremely well thought of in this class maybe don't have quite as much, it's something you want to keep an eye on. I'll have more on that, but the road of his rookie guy has been very impactful for me reading some of the other great writers at the site, bringing in their insights. It's made a huge difference in my own fantasy league. So we're going to have that out there, but Colin. Today, as you mentioned, we are jumping into a handful of teams. And while we're going to go through some of these teams that listeners have asked us about, it's not specifically about the team or the roster in question. It's not limited to just these guys, but it's going to be a way of thinking about Dynasty. Yeah, and that's something that we always try and bring is not, and I'm going to go back here to, to Zachary Kruger, who in the best ball series. His big thing was we were going to teach people how to, to fish. Uh, we were going to help them do it all and it's a process of not just teams or not just players but the situations the scenarios and how to think it through in your mind to, to make those decisions correctly and as you know with the highest upside possible sean you mentioned though some of the players involved in the super bowl 
the first team in is a team that we teased recently that we were going to go through it's a question that came in from daniel but if you're looking for the nfl mvp on your roster if you're looking for the super bowl mvp on your roster you can get a dynasty Superflex team over in the road of his triflex league sean for 129 dollars, and this is the team we're going to talk to today 250 dollars league getting a big big discount to buy this roster another person and daniel who mentions obviously getting kind of the the itch to get in and get one of these teams after hearing us talk about it in the recent series this is a team sean that is is pretty loaded in a number of positions it is patrick mahomes who i mentioned it is kyle pitts it is deandre swift also is the 103 so that high leverage pick you could potentially get bryce young or cj stroud with a pick like that and then he's already made two trades once he's picked up this team so he moved very quickly i mentioned deandre swift there is a, a real key piece we have a roster with Swift on it as well. He moved him for a 2024 first, which is from a team that finished in the middle of the pack last year. But Sean, as we mentioned on previous shows with the FFPC format, if you're in the bottom six, you basically go into a reverse playoffs to see who can win the first overall pick rather than a team that just falls down and doesn't make it. So we'll see what happens there. The 103, he moved that for the 108, the 110, and likely a 2024 late second pick so a 2024 second that he's projecting to be late basically in a pretty good situation after those trades were done um with the picks that he's been able to acquire over that time and then obviously with Mahomes, pits and being able to try and work that waiver wire and draft it to build up a pretty solid team so he can potentially trade for two tw- more 2024 first if somebody wants to trade up during the draft take some of the options that will be available to him what are some of your thoughts here, Sean, looking through it? I'll just run through some of the rest of the roster. It's a Patrick Mahomes team. There is questions at quarterback. It's Davis Mills. It is Andy Dalton. Pierre Strong is in there. He is DeAndre Swift, who has now moved, as we mentioned. He is Jarek McKinnon, who had a really successful season. But obviously, in the veteran side of things, James Robinson, who went to the Jets and didn't really have an impact down the stretch. Khalil Herbert, who I still really like there in Chicago. Brian Robinson, who I thought came on strong after his offseason injury or incident, obviously. And then we have mooney we have michael thomas who there's lots of question marks going into the season with people's jones gabe davis chase claypool zay jones who had a big bounce back season kendrick Bourne, darius slitton and then it's tyler conklin kyle pitts and kate otten what are your thoughts when we look at this particular roster sean and, and where we need to make those moves i think people will say that the concerns are around kyle pitts i'm still very very positive on pitts's future outlook and this season I thought Conklin done a really nice job with the Jets and how he improved throughout it. And Kate Otten, I think, um, showed some flashes as well down the stretch with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think he's pretty set up a tight end. But looking at it, that second quarterback is going to be a little bit of a tricky part to work with. And then, of course, there is some question marks around the wide receiver room here as well. As you mentioned, the foundation piece here is Patrick Mahomes and our rankings on the site are set up in a tiered system that reflects trade value for you Mahomes obviously would be right there at the top with Josh Allen the top tier is worth three first round picks and I think that with Allen and Mahomes really what you have is an additional mini tier that is above that to where you might want more than three first round picks in a lot of situations in order to make a move but the great thing with Mahomes and the scoring level that he has the age that he has and what it does as a foundation piece for your team is that it gives you that flexibility of sitting tight and being patient or if you get the right huge trade package then you can make that move and so in a lot of situations 
managers will go in and they will take a player like a Mahomes and they will have the idea of, okay, I'm going to move him for as much as I possibly can and try and rebuild this roster very quickly. Or they'll go in with the idea that Patrick Mahomes is untouchable because he's so valuable and because you need to be patient either way. You're probably not going to be a contender this year that there's absolutely no way that you would move him. I would suggest that you want to kind of take the middle path because either of those approaches can work, but the fact that you have a Mahomes and you have the flexibility to do either one, you don't want to limit yourself. That's a little bit where we are with the team that we took over. We have Justin Jefferson and the Kirk Cousins pairing. We have Jalen Waddell and the Tua pairing. Obviously, Jefferson, a much higher value player, a much more valuable asset even than Waddle, but you're going to get a variety of trade packages offered to you at both of those levels. We've enjoyed that because it's fun to have players who are in demand to where you're going to have the opportunity to have conversations with folks in your league. Now, in every case so far, our counter has included players that were offered to us, additional players, maybe additional picks. The offers that we've gotten have been pretty good but they weren't the kind of offers that would have moved us off of those guys. So again, we have the flexibility to go either way. We've made aggressive counters. Those counters have been declined, which again is perfectly fine. If you're making the right offer for a Justin Jefferson or a Patrick Mahomes, then in most cases the offer will be declined simply because the opposing manager, once he or she gives you the value you need to make that move, then they've cannibalized their own roster to the point where it didn't make sense for them post-trade. But again, that flexibility is what gives you an advantage. It's also what makes it fun. You don't have to go out and instantly make the trade. I think that when you take over an orphan, there's this instinct to, number one, have fun. That's why you're doing it in the first place. And then number two, to make some moves and to put your own stamp on it. Sometimes you can give away a little bit too much value too quickly. But I love what this particular manager has done because they've made a couple of moves, I think, are massively favorable. The Swift one probably is a little bit more of a wash. The 2024 first is going to be more valuable over the long term. Swift in 2023 could lose a lot of value. The thing that's kind of tricky about him, and this is something, Colin, that again, we're dealing with, we Swift on our roster as well, is that he actually had a very good season, even with what Jamal Williams did. Now, speaking of the time when he's healthy, he did miss a stretch. But if you look at the healthy games, even in a committee, he's the kind of guy who can be a massive scorer. And so, I mean, the reminder is there of a slightly younger Austin Eckler when he's playing with Melvin Gordon and he's still scoring a huge number of points. And then Melvin Gordon departs. And all of a sudden, Austin Eckler is the RB1 in all of football during the time periods where Christian McCaffrey isn't 100% healthy. So... Swift, when you think about his potential outcomes, number one, you have to make sure you continue to remind yourself that Eckler has hit the very top outcome. Most players are not going to do that. At the same time, you want to be aware of the fact that Swift is probably a better pure rusher. And so that gives him another path to number one, being relevant. Number two, staying in the league. You know, if he has some other bumps in the road on the way, But number three, just to score points. And so if he doesn't quite emerge to the level that Eckler has or the offense doesn't run that way, which now that the Chargers have changed their offensive coordinator is a little bit of risk for Eckler as well. 
But if he doesn't score quite that many points as a receiver, despite the obvious dynamism, he has some other paths. So there are some balancing factors there in terms of thinking about Swift. But if you do want to put your stamp on this team, one way to do it is to move Swift for a future first. Now we're starting to create this perpetual reload system that we're always talking about. So from that perspective, you have to love it. And then moving the 103 for the 18, the 110, and a 2024 second, I, that's a huge home run to me. I One of the things that's kind of fun about the Road of His Rookie Guide, and again, it's not to say that this is guaranteed to be right. We've had a bunch of huge hits in the guide over the last four or five years. Obviously, you also have some misses. It's a potential that Young or Stroud immediately are better and hit a higher ceiling. But again, when you look at their potential to run, it's probably not there to the extent that maybe people are naturally thinking they're going to have to hit as stars to be valuable dynasty quarterbacks. And even then, you're probably talking about guys who fit at the bottom of round one as you project to future startups, as opposed to the top of round one, where we're looking at guys like an Allen and a Mahomes, a Hertz. You look at Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert, just how good they have to be. And they have been, but how good they have to be to be in that mix with guys like a Lamar Jackson and a Kyler Murray when he's healthy, those types of players. The 101, probably Robinson, the 102, 103, probably the quarterbacks. And then there's a tier break because of the difference in positional value. So if you have the 103, you can move down and get a bunch of value. But we have the 108 as in a similar tier. The 110 almost certainly will be a good player. The two for one here with the 2024 second round kicker, especially in this format, you just you really have to like it, and you like the flexibility that's created, and that's on top of having two picks in the second round already. Colin, I, I love what we have going here. You mentioned that wide receiver is a weakness, and it is. Over time, you're going to build out the receiving core because you've created these opportunities. Hey, what's up, listeners? It's Curtis Patrick from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. And now that you've taken your fantasy game to the next level, it's time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level too. Epson just hooked me up with this new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120-inch silver flex screen. It's an absolute game changer. With an Epic 120-inch picture, it's twice the size of an 85-inch TV. With a 4K Pro UHD picture this big, I can evaluate plays and prospect game film like never before. Even my kids are as pumped for game day as I am. Go check it out by visiting epson.com slash rotoviz. And like Epson says, bring the sportsbook experience home. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I really do think so. This is a team that when you look at it originally, you see the foundation pieces and you see what the potential is. And it's really then about making those decisions as to how to maximize their potential and turn it into a team, I guess, as quickly as possible that can be a contender. So based on how it sits right now, it's a little bit away from that. But when you factor in those draft picks, moving that 103 now has the 108, the 110, the 203, the 210, and the 310. So in those opening three rounds, a lot of firepower to go and make moves, whether that's to potentially move back up, depending on how the draft progresses, to even move further back potentially. I know, Sean, some of the startup drafts that you've, highlighted in recent years moving back to get those extra picks as well and then in this situation i just think there is so many different options i am interested though sean for the deandre swift conversation i do think that's something that we'll save for our reanimator show on thursday to talk through i was very interested to hear the melvin garden comparison there and here's a team which moves it and i think that is a, a good trade to get that 2024 first but obviously we're trying to redevelop that team of ours as well and he is still a piece that is very much a potential long-term play as well based on how his career has gone so far in the nfl so thanks a lot for that question that came in from daniel with his team wishing him the best of luck this season with it maybe we'll get some updates on on future trades as he moved through those because that's only a couple of days into having that roster and making some big moves as things stand already Next one comes in, Sean, from Joey Brown. His original question, this is one that came in again. You mentioned the itch to get in there and get trading. Takes over the team, sends the message. I get an update since I got the message to say a trade has already been completed. So question came in in terms of the dynasty roster. He took over at the FFPC, another orphan team that has picked up. He was in negotiations for his 2024 first round pick. It's a team that's pretty strong at running back tight end and the quarterback then needs work and wide receiver also needs some work. But the deal that he was in negotiations for was for Terry McLaurin for that first round pick. Going to get your thoughts on that in just a moment to see if that would match up anyway with your valuation, Sean. And then he did make a trade, took a shot on a younger player, uh, give up that 2024 first round pick for George Pickens. In the long term, I would much rather have the the George Pickens side of things. I think that was a, a smart way to do it. He also cites... Our very own Blair Andrews, Sean. Uh, amazing. Uh, anytime we talk about Blair, it's always about the amazing content that he puts up on the site. Obviously, there's a great podcast here as well, the road of his report with Hassan Rahim. So he's taken Blair's thoughts on, on Pickens and cast in that 2024 first round pick. Running through the roster as a whole, Sean, quarterback is Derek Carr. We have Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz as the, and Brock Party as the quarterback options. Running back is J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Then he has Javante Williams, sorry, and Jonathan Taylor. So pretty set up at running back. Wide receiver, though, is Gabriel Davis, Marquise Brown, and then we have Donovan Peoples-Jones, Van Jefferson, uh, Nico Collins, McCall Hardman, David Bell, and Odell Beckham. 
than a tight end. It is Dawson Knox. People still holding on to Rob Gronkowski's shares out there to see what would happen. And then he has also mixed in Mark Andrews, obviously a really strong option. I've been caught out, Sean, as I've gone through this roster. The super flex spots are still filled in. We have Desmond Ritter and Pacheco as well at the respective positions. What are your thoughts looking at, first of all, the trade option and then the trade that he took, the first round pick being mixed in for Terry McLaurin, but being cashed in for George Pickens? You love getting Pickens onto this roster. That's a perfect fit for what he wants to do. You're going to get that second year leap in a likelihood right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers receiving options appear to be significantly discounted because of questions about Kenny Pickett and where the Steelers will go at QB. Pickens already has demonstrated the ability to be both a dynamic weapon at the NFL level and to draw targets at the NFL level in a way that, especially within the context of what their offense was, I think you have to be extremely excited about, even with how well Garrett Wilson played this year, how well Chris Olave played. You've got Drake London in the mix. You've got a variety of other potential star receivers. Pickens can still be the number one guy from this class as we go when it really develops. You know, he had the knee issue. He has a little bit later draft spot. He's dealing with the rookie quarterback. If Pickens goes on and becomes an all pro, I don't think anyone would be surprised when you look at where he was as a recruit where he was as a freshman in college where he was in terms of his comeback from the acl tear and then what he did as a rookie where he more or less jumps deontay johnson on this team at midseason. now johnson continuing to draw a very high volume of targets but being inefficient with those in all likelihood we're going to see a swing in the direction of pickens from a volume perspective and then he has so many different ways that he can contribute with the vertical passing with the touchdown scoring if you get volume in addition to that round out some of the target drawing then i mean you're looking at a potential overall star i don't really understand his price in early best ball and from that perspective you know he's going to be a little bit undervalued in dynasty as well it's not that the trade couldn't go against you but it's much better than having Terry McLaurin who faces the threat of a Washington offense that it appears the decision makers want to be extremely run heavy. So you just continue to inject more risk into the profile for a receiver who's had to deal with that throughout his entire career. Now I mentioned Howell earlier in the show, it's possible that Howell will be the key to unlocking some of the vertical potential will just be a better quarterback than what McLaurin has had. But if you are low volume and you're dealing with the fact that Jahan Dotson could be the number one this year, you talk about another guy in that mold with Pickens where they flashed enough upside that when you look at year two, the sky is really the limit. I don't think that you want a receiver. We talk about like aging receivers. These guys could go and have another six years of elite play. And it hasn't really been elite play from Terry McLaurin. He could have another six years of very solid play. And there's that very slight chance that he makes the jump and he becomes a star late in his career. But you're dealing with, scenarios that require something very very positive to happen and have a lot of downside one of the things that i don't know that we've talked a ton about as we started up the dynasty series this year but has been a foundation point a, a really easy rule of thumb to think about how you want to put your roster together and why certain trades will work and why other trades inject a lot of risk you want to be in the position where when you trade for a player 
that you can play that player for at least two years and ideally three and then trade them at the peak of their value. When you're drafting someone or trading for someone that you think is at a peak value now and would need some very positive things to transpire in order to hold that value or to push it just slightly, you more or less don't want to make those trades. Two years from now, if that player is almost guaranteed to have lost trade value, and you can just look at the history of the NFL, the history of dynasty movement and dynasty trades, and we often reference the foundational piece from Patrick Corain, who obviously is a very high-profile fantasy mind right now. The foundational piece from Pat over at Rotoviz quite a long time ago at this point, looking at dynasty trade valuations and how those work and how even players who are successful tend to lose value as you go forward. But on average, the players lose a lot. Even if you're on Terry McLaurin, you have to realize the risks that he will follow the normal pattern and lose. The issue that you have with the veterans is that they have to be extraordinary more or less to hold Pat, whereas the younger players can often hold their trade value even when they struggle. It just gives you a very, very different starting point for what they have to do. You want to skew that in your favor as often as possible, which is one of the reasons why we do the perpetual reload, because it constantly puts you in this mindset of having players where when they do well, you gain, when they do poorly, maybe you hold tight. The other way to do it, you're going to consistently be hemorrhaging trade value and you're going to be creating these narrow windows. So again, everything about this fantastic that they're able to pick up Pickens in terms of Joey's team here. I do like it. I, I love Derek Carr as that guy that you can add and just sort of have him there. If he lands in the right spot in free agency, then his value goes up. It's a different dynamic with QBs than it is at the other positions. And that's something you want to keep in mind with these guys who have established themselves as solid starters, but maybe aren't exciting like a Derek Carr. He's been a target of mine the last couple of years because he didn't have to play well to maintain or even increase his value, which is what we're going to see where he played. I don't know if you can really say poorly enough. Devonta Adams had another fantastic season with Derek Carr pulling the trigger. A lot of this is just Josh McDaniels, but Derek Carr played in a way that got him benched and is going to get him released. And yet when he's released, there are going to be multiple teams fighting over his services. That's the type of play that works in your favor because if the guy does well, you win. If the guy does poorly, you also win. We're not quite in that situation with Desmond Ritter yet, but even though Arthur Smith has wanted to play this close to the vest, the owner there, Arthur Blank, has sort of let the cat out of the bag that they love Ritter, and he's another guy where the fantasy profile is better than the reality profile. When you're playing for Smith in Atlanta, I don't think there's really any level that he might not go to to ruin a player from both a reality and a fantasy perspective so you do have to consider that but Ritter one of these guys who doesn't have to be awesome to score points for you again things are skewed in your favor when that is the case and then when he can build the team with that as the basis you've got flexibility in the running backs here you've got five very startable running backs in this format where you have the two additional flexes beyond the super flex, then you're looking at this and saying, okay, we can play five of those if we need to. But in this case, over time, and again, it doesn't have to happen instantly, but you're probably trying to move in the direction where you little by little take that down. You end up starting more wide receivers 
in the super flex spot, but it doesn't have to happen instantly. One of the things about these running backs, J.K. Dobbins likely to have more value next year, even if more or less what he does is just play at his same level. Cam Akers, again, likely to have more value middle of the season if he just goes out and plays at a normal level like he did to finish out this year. Isaiah Pacheco, he's a tough one because he has the fantastic Super Bowl after being more or less nothing through the year. You get the hype, you get the hype, you get the hype. If the Chiefs don't make the Super Bowl, then Pacheco is nothing but hype. But he does come through and look very, very good. He's going to be a big riser. Maybe you sell a little bit of that bounce. But then again, Javante Williams, Jonathan Taylor, both those guys coming off injury. So you know these guys are going to be rising in value. You want to make sure as you're discussing trades that you're just honest with the potential trade partners and say, look, I understand where these guys are because they have been hurt. And I'm not necessarily saying that you should pay the valuation they had before they were hurt, but that's where I am with it. If we want to talk trade, I'm very willing to, but I have to have it be somebody who is above the market just like I am. Sometimes people will back away and say, well, if you're above the market, I'm not interested. But sometimes they will just admit that they too have that valuation so you can get something done. It doesn't have to be something where you stick to what a trade calculator is saying because there are going to be players out there who want those guys. And if it makes sense for both of you to make the move, then you do that and you don't worry about what the external valuation might be. Basically, what both of you are saying in those cases is that the external valuation is wrong. We understand that. We're willing to make this move. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how this team will develop. You know, we mentioned the depth of quarterback could potentially be a little bit of an issue, but I think the depth of running back is so strong that I'd be looking to reinvest some of those running backs into either picks the wide receiver position or trying to see can we mixed in at the quarterback position. But wide receiver depth is the key thing to build up here. First shot at that is getting pickings into the squad, but I think there's a lot of potential with that running back crew to make continuous moves throughout this offseason. And Sean, the Derek Carr dream with uh, Sean is, is not going to be given up here anytime soon, it sounds like. So we'll see where he lands in free agency and rocket up those uh, value charts as we move forward. But Sean, we are going to leave it there for today's show. We are going to be back with the Reanimator series later this week. There's a number of players we talked about today that I'm interested to get Sean's thoughts on. I think we're going to talk through our running back crew in that one and uh, there's a few names that we will have interesting discussions about as sean mentioned earlier in the show too the rookie guide is in the very near future about to be available may already be fully available by the time you listen to this the link to that will be in today's show notes if you're interested in purchasing there will be three editions the first edition coming out now as we get ready to look ahead to the nfl draft my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at Overtime Ireland, my co-host is always Sean Siegel. Check out Sean's work up on rotaviz.com. If you are, finally, I'll give one more plug for it. Interested in those Rotoviz Overtime listener leagues, do drop me a note on either Twitter or via email at overtimeireland at gmail.com. And until we are back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.